Hi, yes, of course. Oh, that was a big spike. No, big spike. Big, big spike. spike. Big in spike. Volume. What about now? What about big now? Spike. Hey, hey. Okay, we've hey. regulated. Okay, we're good. Okay, we're good. Okay. This is a good speaking volume for the rest of the show. We've established the yardstick. Sounds good. Yep. Um, so, new digs. How are you, John? I'm good, man. Um, everybody, welcome to... I mean, I honestly don't know what episode again you never do though i should have checked but uh, we are fine. recording in, in in another new space i believe our previous episode was recorded in uh inside my car yes and right now we are inside of john's new apartment yeah we're going gorilla that's a, that's what i think good hang is going we're going we're new recording place every episode exactly so this is episode 97 good it's, hang on the streets it's coming from casa de cancho yes it's spanish Yes. Uh, uh, next, yeah. next. I think next up we we should like um, do like a good hang tour, but instead of that we, we we tour like people's bedrooms. That sounds good to me, man. Yeah, that sounds like fun, including listeners. Like we just show up at their houses and we Why bring not? like a setup. I mean, we always said one do live episodes. That's pretty live. Yeah, just but have yeah. an unsolicited conversation in their living room, make their family uncomfortable as they're coming back from work. <laughs> like, oh, who are these strangers in my house? Fair enough, but yes, Nathan, welcome to my room. This is yeah. your first. This is Nathan's first time seeing it too. This is my first time being in this new place. I think this is going to be the theme of the entire episode. Just um, talking about my apartment. No, talking about the things that are new in your life. Oh. Because uh, since I last saw you, many mm-hmm. things have changed. You've moved into a new apartment. Yes. You've been working a ton of new jobs. Yes. Um, you were in a freaking play. Yes. That you told no one about. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, we'll catch up on all of that stuff, of course, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, this is a nice, this is an, a bit of an upgrade, man. It's cozy, right? Have you, you haven't even tried lying on this bed yet. This I have uh, not tried lying on this bed, no. Yeah, for this bed, I, we actually went with an online thing. Oh. You know how like, there's online mattress companies? How does that work? They That's send what it in a box? Yeah, they send it in a box. It's completely rolled up, wrapped up. Like, it's like sous vide. Oh. It's like really, really like tightly wound up and they just cut it and it just kind of expands like a marshmallow kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, but luckily though, this online place also has a retail store, so we were able to try it out. I was able to try it out before we got it. Me, we meaning me, and my girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, unless people are wondering who's the we in this situation. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's comfy. It's comfy. It's cozy. It's very firm. It's yeah. like on a nine point five out of ten or something, whatever that means. Awesome. It came with this beautiful blue frame, which I'm a big fan of. I, I feel like I still haven't found the perfect bed. Have you tried? Um, like, what I, I've, is your I've tried, bed? I've tried several beds before. I know I can't do super soft because my back has a tendency to uh, screw up on me. Yeah, you should try this one, man. Um, and mine is somewhere between... I know mine is on the firmer side. For sure. And, you know, it's fine. It's It, it works. I can sleep on it. I for just sure. feel like I'm not sleeping on the best possible bed that I can be for sleeping sure, on. For sure, for sure. What's that theory that you should not... Um, you should spend money on the things that separate you from the ground? What? Like you should get a quality bed and a hot air chair, balloon, a quality hot air balloon, and quality shoes. And Those a, are the four and things. And a quality Spider-Man replica costume. Oh, that's for sure. That's a given. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even need a saying. That's just like common sense. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, what else? I, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, speaking about your girlfriend. <laughs> hey John, ask me where my girlfriend is. Hey, hey where's Nayong at? Where's your girlfriend? <laughs> She's in Bali. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Guess, I mean, guess, guess with who? With who? With the rest of my family. Oh, that's... that's <laughs> with, uh... with literally my entire family, except for me. She is in Bali with my entire family. Oh, wait, wait. I think we should get into I think we should get into this properly. Should we just play the music and just get into it, Nathan? Get into it! All right, Nathan, so I know you're here. I know Nayang's <laughs> yes. in Bali with your family. Wait, wait, where's your... What's your passport? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the reason why I'm here and, and, and my girlfriend is... Uh, 
in Bali. Partying it up with your family? With my entire family. Um, Minus it's you. because I was supposed to be there, of course. Um, but uh, I, I have a gig coming up in Korea, and I had to apply for a work visa. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot that I had done that earlier this week, and Eesh. I and I left my passport in the Korean embassy. Oh, no. And I discovered this Friday night. We were flying Saturday morning. And then, yeah, basically shot myself in the foot. It was super stupid. And uh, everyone is in Pali right now, and I'm stuck here. Um, yeah. Man. It's an it's a, it's a, it's a awkward situation. Yeah. No, but, but not awkward in the sense that, like, oh, my God, she's alone in my family. That's fine. Like, she's cool with my she's family. She's pretty chill. She gets along with them it, just fine. It is pretty it's, funny, though. It does sound like the beginning of the act one of some kind of rom-com. Yeah, yeah. There's there's something to it. It's just funny because it's like, oh, now we're long distance again, except you're with my entire family, <laughs> and I am home alone. Wow. The <laughs> roles are reversed. <laughs> yes. Usually, you're in Singapore with your... Oh, uh, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. It's very strange. So what are they what are they doing? Are they going to like kachak performances? Are they chasing um, monkeys without you? What are they doing? No, it's pretty much just like a chill little uh, getaway. You guys got a villa? Uh, yes, nice. Like a chill little getaway in a villa because my sister starts work soon. Um, um, my parents happen to have a free week pocket of time. Uh, Nayong's in town. Um, my brother and his girlfriend are there as well. So you know. All the schedules kind of lined up. That's perfect. Sounds like a nice little like trip. A, yeah, yeah, yeah take a nice great. little trip, and yeah, it seems like they're having a nice little trip. So you're <laughs> so everyone flew out on the same flight. Yeah. And you're flying out what tomorrow? I'm flying out tomorrow. I managed to change my ticket without topping up too much. Okay, that's good. Um, that's so, lucky. Uh, and they're there till Tuesday, so I'm leaving on Monday. <laughs> And coming back on Tuesday. Ah, the old overnight Bali trip. <laughs> yep. Wait, hold on. What time's your flight? Uh, what? It's it's like. The, f- the second flight, so like 11 something. And you're sure you can get your passport by then? I am 89.99% sure. Ooh, that take I can, that to the bank. Yep, that I can get to the embassy, get my passport, rush to the airport, and take that flight out there. What time, the is, only the, what time is the embassy open? Nine. Okay. It's tight. It's very. Your flight's at 11? 11 uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if Nathan's here on Monday after the evening. <laughs> We're going to record a little top-up episode to this one. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Stone Singapore. Your plan is super bad, dude. <laughs> no, but there was no other option. Okay, fine. The other option was to just take a later flight. But I didn't want to admit defeat. I wanted to get there as early as possible, and I truly believe I can do it. There was no, like, 12 o'clock flight, 1 o'clock Because I don't have any check-in luggage or anything. It's super quick for me okay, to get okay, in. Okay, fair, fair, it's super fair. quick for me to get in, um, and... and uh, it doesn't take that long to get from from where Newton to the airport. That's like half an hour. If I get it first person at the visa office, I'm waiting there at eight forty five. Doors open. Get my passport. <laughs> I should be there before ten. What if tomorrow was a national holiday? What? Okay, I've I've ran it through my head a few times. The only possible way I could be late is if there is a gigantic accident on the PIE or the ECP or something like that. Yep. If there is a gigantic accident, I am screwed. And I'll still be here. But All then right. we'll record another episode. Sure. While my entire family's on vacation without With me. your girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Man, that's cool. Wait, wait, so you're going to Korea? So Bali's a holiday. What's what's Korea? What's Bali's a holiday. Korea? Korea is work. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. We got a gig at a musical festival. You and I? Yeah. You guys are performing together? Uh, yes, that's and separately. That's so cute. Are you yeah. performing in Korean? I am not performing in Korean. Performing in English because apparently uh, they need people to sing in English as well. That's fair. Yeah. Huh. And Nai is singing in Korean and English? Yes. I have never performed in Korea ever. 
I have no idea what the audience there is like, but I I'm, I'm excited. Well, if K-pop is anything to go by, they get pretty intense. Uh. Wait, so it's a festival? It's just like a concert of random people singing musical theater songs? Basically, it's but not, not random people. It's like I mean, actors you know, and actresses yeah, 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 there. Yeah. yeah. So it's like actors and actresses in Korea because it's like a huge industry in Korea, musical theater is. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. It's like in the whole of Asia, they probably have the healthiest like theater um, industry. Oh, really? Com- yeah. Mm. People actually show up to watch the actors as opposed to watching the show. In terms of like, this is like contemporary theater. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's not like, oh, Lion King's in town, Wicked's in town. No, it's more like, oh, Kim Hoon Sik is and the other this, Kim and the other and, guy uh, is in uh, that one. Kim. And they follow the actors and actresses uh, specifically. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, they even have like the lines outside uh, at the end of shows. And oh, things. that's yeah, cute. It's, that's it's, cute. It's basically like Asian Broadway, pretty much. That's exciting, man. Well, that sounds like it's going to be really fun. Yay. So, John. Um, well, speaking of Asian Broadway, is that is that your segue? Yeah, speaking of Asian Broadway. <laughs> um a lot of changes in your life. Yeah. Last update, uh, you had just finished your universally adored job. Yes. Um, and ever since, I I haven't seen you, man. Yeah, I've, I've been really busy. You've been MIA. I've been I've been busy. I've been like, man, moving is hard and stressful. Mm. And then on top of that, I was yes, I was rehearsing and performing and play and teching a play, mm. all basically at the same time. It was a small little production. It was watching. It was by Toy Factory. It's well got. Pretty well reviewed in the Straits Times and Bak Chor B Boy. What was it about? What was the show? Oh, it was about this guy who I wasn't the guy. It was about a guy, this 18 year old Singaporean kid who's about to enter into NS. Mm-hmm. And he's like dealing with the stresses of that and like dealing with his fears and his uh, missing his family and stuff. And all of a sudden his TV starts talking to him and I play the TV. Oh. <laughs> The role I've been preparing for my whole life. That is pretty spot on. Yeah, quite spot yeah, yeah. on. I would I would cast you as a TV any day. I think so too. But what's it like, like being back in theater? Because I mean, I mean, it's yeah. not like you stopped performing because you would always no, perform no, no. at your old job. But this, this is, is quite different, though. Yeah, this yeah. is a whole different. This is back to you know back to basics and back to what I love, man. Because like, yeah, I went to school for theater. It's kind of my thing, and I love doing it. And it was great. And it was good that it was kind of like a quote unquote low risk performance. It was just three actors. Very small crew, very little tech. It was just words, basically. So even if you fucked up, no one would know. Nah, that's not what I, quite what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's so. Like pissing in the ocean. I guess so, I guess so, I guess or so. Or farting in a hurricane. Gas factory. Yeah, that. Okay. But yeah, it was good. Um, but have you really not seen me? Does that mean you haven't been on YouTube and like Instagram? Because apparently I'm everywhere <laughs> at the moment. I'm one okay. of those guys. You're one of those guys. That's I, like, well, I, I have seen your ads. I, I, I've seen you on a Pete. Pizza Hut ad? No, no. Fair you're price. chasing a cockroach. Fair price. Fair price. Yeah, the cockroach ad. Pizza Hut. <laughs> I, I did do a Pizza Hut thing. That's coming out eventually. Yeah. But right now, I have a Fair Price thing. It looks like my, it looks like my Honest Bee thing just came out. So yeah. I'll be there on, you know, you, you guys will be skipping me on YouTube from time to time if you're living here in Singapore. How many of these did you do back to back? A couple. Yeah? I got lucky. Yeah. Like, um, to get casting calls here, it's like kind of different from everywhere else. And especially if you're like, you know, kind of a working class actor just looking for jobs. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just on Facebook. Right. So Facebook will just post jobs in like different casting groups in Singapore Actor Database, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, every time I just see like a casting call, 20 to 40, expressive, can be slightly overweight, comedic. I'm like, hello. <laughs> and then I, I tend to get those jobs. And then you show up in a room at like 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 in La La Land and there's like 12 other guys. That, that happened like once, but it wasn't like 12. It was just one dude. I just like, I like... I was in the middle of my casting, and then the door opened. I just see this guy. I'm like, "Hey, Crenshaw!" Yeah, it's like it, it wasn't Crenshaw, but it was. Um, 
<laughs> Love you, Crenshaw. It, but it was a, yeah, I was like, hey, twinsy. <laughs> twinsies, twinsies. <laughs> but it's been good. It's been good. It's been good. And, yeah. it, and like, I was worried. I mean, the big, obviously, the big worry when leaving a job is like, oh, will you be able to get other jobs? And mm. like, you know. So that's been okay so far. I'm I know that I'm lucky. I know that I'm quote unquote hashtag blessed. Yeah. But you know, as long as these jobs keep coming in, and if they keep coming in, people don't get sick of me. I don't. Does that is that a thing? Like where it's like, oh, it's a commercial. Let's not get that guy. He's been in so many things. Could I be. think I think it's definitely a thing at some point. I mean, unless you are a specific spokesperson for a yeah. brand, you know, like like the Visa Uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like. I can't name any others, but you know when you have a, when you're advertising a specific product multiple times or something yeah. like that. But um, in general, I think these things come in waves. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, because I don't see the same people in every commercial. That's yeah. just not how it works. I guess that that was just my trick is to just go for a bunch of casting and then get them and then blindside them before they're released. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's a John Blitz. It's like, oh my god, I'm everywhere. You're, but you yeah, become, you become that guy. Yeah, but some some of the ads are like they came out and not a lot of people seen it. like there was a Scoot ad that came out and mm. it seems to have gone and have you seen Maniac? No. Oh, okay. No, On no, Netflix. No. You're like Emma Stone's character in Maniac. Oh, what is she? She Who sold did? her face to a corporation and 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 they just use her face to advertise random products. Like a stock image girl. Kind of. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I got to watch Maniac. Is it good? Um, it is very interesting. Huh. It's it's not quite what I I I mean I didn't know what I expected, but it's. Uh, funny. Yeah, I will check it out. Nathan yeah. recommends. Yeah, but that's cool, man. But yeah, that's what's been going on in my life. I've been doing that, settling into the new place. I've got plants. There are plants, Nathan. <laughs> they're plants. They're actual plants. But yeah, but you're kind of like in the wild west right now. But I mean, for how many years? Like six, seven what? years. That I've, what? Like you're in the wild west now, like in the sense that like it's job to job. Yeah. The freelance life, yeah, 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 which yeah, I yeah. think most creatives in Singapore live by. I mean, I that's pretty much standard. Yeah, but it's like I'm, I'm hoping that I've built up enough like connections that like it can kind of start coming, and then like once I have this, like maybe it'll start coming. And like I just signed a contract for a little dinner theater show in November, December. Oh shit! You ever heard of and so forth? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm doing that. I still, I've never been for one of those things. Neither have I, neither have I, but it sounds like fun. It sounds like so much fun. It's like where you have a meal and then, like, they make a night of it. There's characters. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Pe- themed meal, a Someone themed dies, show. probably. I can't give away spoilers. You have to figure out who did it and, like, with what kitchen tool. Yeah, I, something like that. I've never been. I've, I've neither have I, but I'm doing that in November, December. If you guys have, like, I think it's like $90 or something right. for the meal and ticket, chalk it up, come on by, say hi. Don't where, where do they do these things? They have their own, sp- like, they go either location to location or they have their own space near Topayo, right. like an industrial area right. where they have, like, a kitchen and, like, different rooms. It's it's like an escape room mixed with dinner. I just imagine you being insufferable. Yeah, yeah, me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> For sure, we'll talk about that more when we get closer to the date, but yeah. Yeah. Um, John. Yes, sir. I have a little bit of a game for you. Oh my god, I miss the game so much. <laughs> Let's do it. Game time, game time. Okay, John. All right. Um, I don't know how long it's been since our last game time. So long. At least a year. Yeah. <laughs> a couple episodes. Anymore. Yeah. It's been a while since we played our last game. Uh, I have one for you here that um, doesn't really quite follow a theme. You guys can play along completely. Uh, I call it the numbers game. Welcome to the numbers game. The game where every answer to each fact is a number. Now, John, let's get ready to play the numbers game. 
Transformers game. Yeah. Um, so how I crafted this game is I pretty much started. I, I saw like a random fact that was based on like, oh, this thing is this, and the answer was numbers. Yes, I remember. And uh, it just got me excited. It, it got me thinking like, oh, what other like fun facts that are related to mm-hmm. numbers can I think of? And I can think of a surprising amount. Cool, man. It's like yeah. high, low. Are we doing the higher, lower, le- higher than, less than? Oh, no, no. How do you want to do it? So here is this game. Most of these questions are easy enough that you should be able to find the answer if you really dig deep into your mind. Oh, so my God. So you just answer them straight up. No multiple choice, no higher, no 1492. Lower. It's either correct or wrong. 69. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's go. Exactly. All right. All right. Cool. So, guys, play along if you want. Just, yeah, you'll get it. Let's start easy. Let's start. How many little pigs? Let's <laughs> start easy. How many inches in a foot? Yeah, that's 12. All right, that's correct. All right, that's that's fun. How many weeks in a year? 52. I feel like there's a trick coming. Like, okay, I'm, I'm prepared. How many lines on a Mickey glove? How many lines are on a Mickey glove? Yeah. Three? Correct. Is there, okay. You're talking <laughs> about like the hands that are like... Yeah. On the back of his hand. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. All right. Because fi- it was like trick, right? It was like four fingers. All right. Oh, okay. okay. Now we're getting a little bit harder. How did I know that? Okay. How many stripes in the Dutch flag? Three. How many members in the original study group of community? In the original one? Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven. Eight. Annie, eight. Eight? Eight. Seven. Seven. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Troy, Abed, <laughs> Jeff... Uh, Shelly. Shelly? Yeah, Shelly. Shirley. Shirley. Annie? Wait, wait, hold on. Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, Annie, um, um, Troy, Britta, Abed. Troy Abed, Britta, Shirley. Shirley. And? And Caddy Chevy Cat. Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase. That's seven? That's, That's seven. seven. Oh, shit. That's seven. Oh, okay. I counted twice probably. Well, count. <laughs> okay. How many Baldwin brothers? Ooh, that's hard. Stephen, William, uh, okay, Will. How many Baldwin Steven, brothers? Danny. Oh fuck, fuck! This is terrible. Okay, Alec. <laughs> Alec. I don't know why I kept I kept putting the most famous one. Alec, Stephen, William, Danny. Four, and I feel like there's a real unfamous one, like a like a lead, like a Hemsworth brother. I will go with five. Four. Five. Four. Five. 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 I go with five. Four. Damn it. <laughs> Okay, now da- we're Danny go- is the one that no one knows of. Yeah. Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, now we're gonna go into uh, slightly weirder That territory. was tough. That was tough. How many legs does a crab have? How many legs does a crab have? Six. Ten. Ten? Ten. Including the claws. Cro- like, not including the claws. Including the claws. Oh, including the claws? Yeah. I, st- I would still be off. I would Ten. Just say eight. All right. I'm not um, crabs. How many points in the Rolex logo? How many? I don't even. I can't even picture the Rolex logo to be honest. How many points are there? Like you know the crown. How many points on the crown of the Rolex logo? Three. Five. Five. Three. Five. Five. All right. <laughs> All right. This is a fun game. <laughs> How many sides in a hendecagon? Hendecagon. 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 Hen. Henda. 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 How many sides in a hendecagon? Okay. Henda. Hen could be. Like a chicken, like a hen, or it could be like Honda, like the car. Mm-hmm. So you do the four wheels, or it could be two legs, like a hen. Mm-hmm. Hen decagon. 14. Nope. <laughs> 12. Nope. Wait, how did you get to 14? 16. I don't know. Okay. 16. I'm going with 16. 
18. I was following your logic and it just didn't seem to end at 14. 18. Uh, a hendecagon is 11. 11? God damn it. Yeah. What's, what's henda? Uh, what, I'm not sure, what but, else but is like henda? a decagon and then like a hendecagon? I don't know. I don't know yeah, what but, hen means. And then but. a dodecagon is 12 or 20. I don't know. I don't know. The hendecagon. Yeah, there you go. I've never, because it's all about the prefixes, right? Yes. You know, uh, like, you know, tri, okay. quad, hen, penta. All right, now we're gonna Hand go on the on the cooldown. Cooldown. That was the hardest one, I think. Okay. How many teeth does an adult have? Oh my God. <laughs> Eight, six, thirty-two. Thirty-two. That is, yeah, surprising. All right, now, um, how many holes in a Ritz cracker? Oh, four. Seven. Seven. Damn. Last one. How many claps in the Friends theme? Um, are you just in the beginning? Yeah. I'll be there for you. One, two, three, four. Four. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. All right. Yeah, <laughs> and the final score is, wait, how many questions are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And you got one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five wrong. Oh, you just passed. Hey, not yeah, bad. Yeah, you got seven out of twelve. Hey. And that is the numbers game. Game time, game time. I'm sorry. In hindsight, that was bullshit. But it was no, fun. that was a fun little it was game. Fun. Like it was, it was, it's, it's not so much like trivia. It's more like things that you it should like already know, but you just don't know. You. It know. is like trivia. I feel like if I chilled out and extended it longer, it would have been more fun to listen to. But instead, I was like pumped up and wanted to answer quickly. Yeah. But I hope you guys had fun with that. I hope you played along. I mean, you can't help but play along. Seven holes in the Ritz cracker. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Did you were one, you afraid two, that you three, were wrong? Four, five, six. Are you I was afraid I was wrong. But yeah, Nathan right now is counting. He's not counting a picture or anything. He's, or an actual cracker. He's <laughs> counting in midair. <laughs> it's it's the Ritz cracker on my brain. Man, Ritz crackers are delicious, aren't they? Ritz crackers are very underrated food. Although I believe they are ninety uh, percent butter. So that's, that's what makes it good. Yeah, that probably explains why they're amazing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. yeah. I don't the, know how the, four. the one that surprised me was the Rolex logo. Just because I, I see three in my head as well, but it's five. There's like five points. It's in two small ones, right? On the it's crown. Like three. No, it's it's like five. Dude, I, that, that's the weird thing is that like you know it's like, it's like it's like like you said it's just in my brain somewhere. Yeah, it's in your brain somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. All right, I guess I have to come up with a version of that for you next time. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like fun. What's your what's your uh, opinion on a Rolex? Like. I feel watches are weird. I feel like spending lots of money on watches is odd. I never... Yeah. Like, it's the last true, I feel like, status symbol. Like, I'd rather get, like, a simple, plain watch that constantly works. Yeah. Orient Watches. Sponsor me. I just um, I just never fully understood because I actually... I, I know friends that, that um, still very, very firmly believe in that, like, the status symbol of the Rolex. Yeah. And they would set out to get it, even if they didn't particularly like it, but they, in their in their minds, it's like, oh, if I wear this, my client will, will see me as this. I like guess me so. me plus 5 XP for Rolex. <laughs> plus 5 XP. You know, things like that. Yeah, it's a role-playing thing. But I don't know, man, it's just like, maybe we're not in that industry, like, it's like, maybe it's like, what is it, like, lawyers would, like, think that, I don't know. I guess we're in the industry where, like, those things are kind of looked down upon. Yeah, I think we're more like, oh, we'll spend a little bit more money on a good haircut. Yeah, like, if you got a Rolex, everyone in our industry is more like... You think they look down uh, on you? Not really. It's more like, oh, Rolex. I don't know. Okay, when you, when you talk about Rolex, are you talking about specifically the brand or just luxury watches in general? Because I think luxury, luxury, luxury watches, watches in general, but specifically silly. a Rolex, because, like, 
especially in Asia, it holds a certain power. Yeah, maybe not. Real... E- maybe not everyone knows what an Audemars Piguet is or something, or not everyone knows what, um, like IWC. Yeah, all these. Panerai, I, all I, I can't name that many watches, but you know, um, but the Rolex, the classic five points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think in China they even have a nickname for it. It's called uh, uh, Lolex. Uga Tai Tai Huo, something like that. Five matches. Lorex. Because it looks like five matches put together. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's super racist. Lorex. <laughs> oh, you know, I watched a video. I watched a video recently about why Japanese people mix up the R and the L. Yeah. Why is that? It's not because of of of, the, of like a pronunciation thing where they don't know how to pronounce it. Uh huh. It's because in their language, R and L is completely interchangeable. Oh, it's completely interchangeable. So when they say, like for example, Lolex instead of Rolex, it's not because all R's are L's to them, and they can't pronounce the R sound. They just don't care. It's because no, no. It's really because like it's interchangeable for them. Like if sometimes you said, um, uh, 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 "Hi, Larry." Let's uh, go right now. It, it, it's like if you said hey, tomato we... and tomato sometimes. Okay. Like if you were one of those that can say gif and gif or tomato and tomato, like and you're not set. It's something like that where oh. it's very interchangeable. That's interesting. And they just can't even uh, uh, comprehend that they made that switch. Is it like? Is it like the difference between like in English, or like even in American of the difference between C and K? A little bit like that. Because like, my interpretation of like why people uh, would make fun of that and have that racist kind of accent where like, oh, you're so racist. I'm so lonely. Exactly. So lonely and all this. I always thought it's because like, they I can't. Yeah. It's like, oh, it, the stereotype is that they can't pronounce R's. It's not that. They can pronounce R's perfectly. I mean, if anything, the R is very prominent in their language. It's more so because the R and L sounds are completely interchangeable. They're, it's almost like one letter in the Japanese language. Wow. So That's fascinating. Sometimes they just don't know which one's which, so they just go for it. Wow. That yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. But like, isn't that, wouldn't that be if you're, like, you're reading language? Like, what about... So like, even when they hear it, they don't hear the difference between L and R? Is that exactly. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. There's no difference, apparently, in the Japanese language. Completely oh. no difference. Nathan Artona, you've blown my mind. I like Japan. Japan is great. I want to go back soon. Fair enough. But before we do that, before you go back to Japan, would you like to answer some questions from the audience? Sure thing. Play the music then, man. Listen to us talk all day. You've got things you want to say. All you do is ask, because we read your shit. All right, so the previous episode we did, episode 96, was all chock full of questions, and we couldn't fill... Uh, get all get to all of them mm. and we left out some really good ones so shall we get to those let's get to those all I right. feel like giving some unsolicited advice perfect oh here's a good one Nathan this one's specifically for you me imagines mm. this is from Mackie J and they ask how to support the Singapore music scene more is there such thing as a Singaporean sound oh that's a cool question I feel like you can talk and think about that uh yeah I mean I feel like I'm gonna go too too much into it because inside baseball inside uh, way too inside the baseball um, That's not the phrase. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I, I, in broad strokes, this is what I think the Singapore music industry is currently facing. 
the Singapore music industry is facing a complete change of guard mm. right now. Interesting. Um, the people that used to um, uh, um, be angry at the industry for not functioning are, are in the, the industry. Yeah, they're in positions that make the industry work. Okay. Uh, they're making the relevant connections. They're either performing or they are, you know, in the R the R and D, the A and R departments, the marketing departments, things like that. Um, it's almost completely made out of like real like performers, artists, creative types that can really contribute a lot to the scene. So that's, that's one. Yeah, exactly. So that's first thing that's changing that's exciting. Second thing is we're seeing a completely new audience now. An audience that is raised on almost completely different values and very different views on uh -huh. local, cr locally created music and locally created art. Uh -huh. Because I remember when I grew up in primary school and secondary school, a lot of us had the impression or a lot of us were... Um, of the predisposition that anything local was inferior, less than yeah, yeah. was shitty. Local music, nah. Local theater, nah. Local music, nah. All this, uh, like this, it's just like a lot of local TV shows and all this stuff. Like people were just not um, down for it, you mm -hmm. know. Like it was almost looked down upon. It was like, oh, really? Singapore cannot make it. That's what a lot of people had the impression of. But now I feel this new generation, and when I say new generation, I mean people born after the year two thousand. I don't believe they were really raised with that view because from the get-go there were all these programs put to put in place where local artists were getting so much more exposure and getting put out there so much more going to the schools to perform mm -hmm. um, just putting their stuff out there a lot more so now like the young the young people in Singapore now just don't have that same bias I guess like to them it's really just good music can come from anywhere mm. it can come from US, UK, Korea Japan, China Singapore it doesn't matter it's that's not limited by borders that's Whereas, interesting is it like do you feel like it's a because what obviously what were like the main drive okay so like obviously America and maybe the UK were like the, the so called bastions of good culture basically almost anywhere other than Singapore because you look at the popularity of J-pop at one okay, time K-pop yeah, even uh, Mando pop coming from most places but that's fascinating it's interesting because it's like the more things were accessible the more international things are accessible the more people are willing to embrace local things is it because like local artists like whatever it makes it easy to access international music and international has now been made available to, to local, local artists. artists exactly that's interesting and like it's really just up to their discovery now and like the audience here is getting hungrier and hungrier for it and it's also really amazing that like like I said about the first point about the change of guard mm -hmm. you know like now you have uh, Apple Music and Spotify making significant pushes in the local scene collaborating with local artists so we're really just seeing a completely new era of local music where like musicians now don't have to be terrified of not having a platform no matter what that's cool you know i think last time people were like oh even if i make a dope album chances are it's no not gonna, gonna have a to platform it. yeah it's not really gonna have a platform it's not gonna go to that many places but now that i think the infrastructure is getting a little bit better where um first of all the audience is more willing to listen the audience is hungrier to listen and the industry is improving around it the infrastructure around it is is making it easier to lift the music up elevate well, it well here, here's the corollary to that does that mean that local artists are getting more international recognition are they getting get are they getting listeners from other places in the world oh for sure that's exciting majority of the streams come from other places i mean if you look at um, if you okay, if you take like the English artists for example, mm -hmm. you have artists like uh, uh, Charlie Lim, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Lin Ying, J 
Jasmine Sacco, uh, 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 did I say Gentle Bones? Gentle Bones. Gentle Bones. Like, all these people who are getting like millions upon millions of listens. And I guarantee you, most of them are not coming just from Singapore. For sure. Yeah, this is like international recognition because, like, you know, a, a lot of Spotify plays come from the playlists. Of course. That's where a majority of it comes from. Of course. Um, and But those playlists are still curated, you know, by an international staff. And to them, good music's good music, and people are listening to it. People are digging it. It's exciting, man. Yeah. So it's like a, it's also it's a shifting of a paradigm. So it's like, you know, back in the day, like you can get like you can be. F- I remember like, what's that? There was a one band from America, that was like moderately like recognized in the states, but for some reason was huge in the Philippines. Was it that I got all that I need right here on a passenger seat? Who's that? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. But it's just weird. Is it like a boy band? I'm not sure. But like the idea was that like for whatever reason, like sort of like like a band will just hit in some random part of the world. And like how Morrissey is so popular in Latin America. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like so you just tour there. But he's and pretty popular, like, in the UK as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven Speaks is the name of this random band. You've never heard of them, right? Nope. Yeah, for some reason, they were huge in the Philippines. Hmm. Like, they just, like, their kind of music just hit on Philippine airwaves and became popular, so they came touring to us. <laughs> so is there a version of that where, like, Charlie Lim is super famous in, like, Greenland? Um, and, like, he just goes there? I know he does pretty well in Japan. That's really interesting. He does pretty well in Japan, and he definitely has a uh, has an audience in Australia because he grew up there, more or less. Interesting. Like yeah, we got to get him on, by the way. I'm a big yeah, fan. I like sure. Charlie. Come on, Charlie. Uh, that's <laughs> cool, man. All right, cool. And uh, would you say there is... Okay, so the two question was two parts. So how do you support the scene more? How do you support the scene more? How would one person support the scene more? Um, Attending concerts? It's pretty much... I mean, like, really, if, that, if, 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 if you want, like, an uh, answer to the question, I guess that's it, really. It's yeah, a t- tough answer. Yeah, it's a tough question to answer, but really, just show up for them. Show up for the artists. Fans are the people that uh, really... Um, I mean, art needs an audience, right? Of course. Art, needs art an can't audience exist without an audience. Yeah, and the audience needs to just get hungry cool man yeah. and just tell your friends post about it on social media uh, Nathan is there such a thing as a Singaporean sound um, I don't believe so not yet no do you think it's inspired from a certain so people just have like different tastes from different areas because Singapore is, is a small country that's already so like culturally split true and like there's so many like cultures and religions and races like cohabitating I think it's impossible for us to have one single cultural identity just from that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why everyone always ends up saying that it's a rojak. And what does a rojak sound like? It's hard to define. And I think Singapore is decades away from like a defined sound. Right. You know, I think uh, historically we're just a young culture. Mm. And like the pop culture, we just haven't really found um, something that is truly ours because we just haven't had time to develop oh, that's exciting all the time that we had to develop was spent on developing the country as a flourishing the economy economic yeah as an economic what power economy the, ec- the economy the, the economy the economy the economy the economy, economy. Yeah. The economy. The economic factors the nami namis all right cool there you go that's a good that was a good question yeah. uh here's another one let's see if you're prepared to answer this one uh Opinion on the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how they'll weave in the Fantastic Four and X-Men. This is from Anson. Anson. Um, I still haven't... I still have... Okay, what date is it today? Today is the... uh, 14th 14th. of October. The 14th of October. I still haven't seen Venom. Me Um, neither. 
I really want to, though. Do you want to go right after this? Eee, can we? Yeah, we can go. Hey! Talk shit about it. Um, I just know that there's a really stupid song. Dude, don't even, like, spoil it. I didn't even hear that. I can't wait to hear it. Van-a-man, van-a-man. No, no, no. Like, in the movie? In the movie, Eminem does the theme. What? And you think Eminem, Venom, perfect, right? Like, badass rapper. It rhymes. Exactly, the venom um, but badass rapper, badass anti-hero, match made in heaven, right? Sure. Dude, I, okay, okay. No, you're going to play it? It's just, I, I don't believe it's going to be playing until the credits anyway. Uh, okay. But um, I, so I, I, I personally I personally think it's a horrible, 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 horrible hook. Here, allow me to play it on my computer since I have. Yeah, play it on your computer. I think it's a horrible hook. I might be, it might be my own opinion, but give it a listen, John, as just, you know, a layman's ear. All right, all right. I'm popping up on YouTube. I'm searching Venom Eminem. Okay, the name of the song is Venom by Eminem. Let's see. <laughs> Eminem Venom. Let's see. Let's see how much we can play before we get. Post. Yeah. Okay, here's the Gillette ad. This is not one of my ads. This is very disappointing. Okay. Oh, it's got, it's a whole ad, so I'm going to mute that. How many ads of yours do you see on, like, a daily basis? That's the thing. I don't see my ads ever. That's the weird thing. Like, I'll go to the actual website and be like, oh, there I am. Oh, okay. But for them, I have not seen myself in the wild. Cool. Uh, right, skip skip ahead to like maybe 30 seconds or something. Okay. Yeah. Let's go skip it ahead. There's a guy walking. He sees an album on the ground. He continues to walk. He gets skip much further bus. ahead. I think there's a weird cinematic. Oh, here we go. Pretty standard. This is so far we're good. Yeah, pretty great. The verses, you know. Oh, there it is. It's hard to rhyme with a closed. You think he was trying to come up with a song? He's like, "What rhymes with venom?" And he's like, "What if I go venom?" Are we really gonna watch this? Cause okay. I really do because I I'm personally back to the question. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Fantastic Four. I'm just really curious to see what the next few Fox movies are like. Um, this uh, Venom, uh, Dark Phoenix. Um, so is that is that okay? So I'm a little out of base here. So is Dark Phoenix gonna be the last Fox Marvel film? I truly don't Should know. Be, right? I truly don't know. They just have been super vague of exactly what they're doing. But um, Disney has bought over the rights to those characters. Yeah. Again, so right? so so for those of you who are not as nerdy as Nathan and I, and congratulations on having sex and whatnot. Um, so Fox owns. The, all the X-Men, yeah. the Fantastic Four, yeah. De- Deadpool, yeah. like all these characters, are na- all of these are now being, because Marvel has bought over or will be buying over Fox? they bought over a lot of Fox already. Have they already for, done ex- it? They've done it except the news. Okay, so what's happening, well, fair enough. <laughs> so what happens is that all these characters are now in Marvel's, like, they can use them now. Pretty much. Because I feel like the big missing out thing, the thing to make it a truly huge, like, basically just like the comic books, is the X-Men. They've been missing out on the X-Men. Yeah, the X-Men play a huge role in terms of, like, just um, multiverse stories, yeah, time we'll, travel we'll, stories. Yeah, Wolverine himself is an Avenger, so... Mm-hmm. 
it happens. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four, which I've never really gotten into. I feel like Fantastic Four is like an, they're, they're like they're like the first superhero family. Yeah, the first. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what they're called. But um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Like it's like, so now that whatever phase we're in, we're done, and like Captain America is going to go away, or Chris Evans is going to be replaced, whatever it's happening, it's it's exciting to see what happens. It just amazes me that. Till till now, there hasn't been a good Fantastic Four movie. It's it's not yeah. a difficult thing to do. Yeah. you would think. You would think. Yeah, I don't know, but it's exciting. I think like like on a practical level. Yeah. Okay, so I'm still like whatever. Fantastic Four is Fantastic Four, but if you can really really nail the X Men and recreate them, that would be the big thing. Like for, for me, it's all about replacing Hugh Jackman. Yeah, like if you can get a new Wolverine that we Jackman. buy. <laughs> Who's Jackman? He's singing he's not in Venom. Um, yeah, the greatest showman. Um, <laughs> so it's like, so what? I mean, you would have thought that casting, like, I think Hugh Jackman was so good that you can't imagine a new person being him. But like, he was also the character for so long. It's for so long. He was the character for so long that if it was really anybody else, you'd be used to it in, as well. It'd be weird if Danny first. DeVito was 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 Wolverine from X Men One till I, Logan. I, 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 you, you I would, would be like bring on Hugh Jackman <laughs> <laughs> to replace Danny DeVito um, but he is supposed to be shorter so anyway yeah and Harry but yeah but it's like you know you never thought like it's weird because it's like you like it's it's the character it's not the you, you would think it's the character it's not the actor yeah. but if anyone in like all of these movies has superseded that it is I would say definitely Hugh Jackman and Tony St- and like and um, Robert Downey Jr. like they are the characters the characters because like I feel like Peter Holland's on his way to making Spider-Man his own, Tom but, but whatever. Before Tom Holland, there was there was Andy Garf and Andrew. Garfield. <laughs> I'm you know I'm Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia, yeah, great, uh, the Mexican Italian actor, and yeah. um, Tobey Maguire, and they were all great Spider-Men. So it's like arguable, but yeah. But it's it's exciting times. It's exciting times that Marvel has all these toys to play with, and it could be great. I just, I, I know at some point I'm gonna like stop sucking on that teat sure like it's slowly happening already I mean the fact that I haven't seen Venom yet this is different it's Venom it's not It's not Marvel it's not but still you know like <laughs> how quickly did we go to watch Fan 4 stick yeah but that was like of cause okay so if, it's a, if, if a movie is gonna be great we're gonna run to it if a movie's god awful we're gonna run to it I feel like Venom's like bad like that's what I've been hearing like it's like it's, like, it's not it's not so incredibly horrible that you have to it's not a car crash and it's not a car I just, I just feel like a movie Win. like this deserves to be watched in the theater because, you know, as much as I hate the CGI uh, 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 fucking orgies, <laughs> it, it's even worse when you experience it on your laptop. You that's know? true. At least in the theater, you can ex- you can kind of enjoy the scale of it. That's true. And also, you know, I'm, I'm Tom Hardy's my boy. Fair enough. Yeah. Speaking of scale and watching things in movie theaters, have you seen Searching? What is kind that? Getting off the pact here. You know, those, there was a, ch- a movie a while back called uh, Unfriended? Yeah, the one about the, the social media killer. Exactly. Yeah. And it was all, like, the conceit of the movie is that it happens all on the desktop of mm-hmm. one of the main characters. Yeah. So just through Skype and FaceTime and blah, 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 blah. So Searching is exactly in that style, except it's done very, very well. Like, Unfriended <laughs> was like, eh. Kind of trash. Like, it's kind of trash, but it was fun. Yeah. It was an MTV films. Yeah. But Searching stars John Cho. Mm. And I watched, this is a lot like the previous movie I just watched. And it takes place on the thing. It's all about his search for his daughter. It's a real interesting look. And I was like, man, Nathan really looks like John Cho. Now that John Cho's like getting older, he's like an old 40-year-old something dad, I'm like, Nathan should take it over. I, I've, I've, I've had that 
that was like the most common thing that I would get from yeah. in my two years in America. Makes sense. Be, hey, Harold. All Racist. the time. Racist. Always Harold. And anytime I hung out with um, an Indian person or a Middle Eastern person. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And White Castle is delicious, so. It's a little small for my liking. Anyway, searching. I check check it out. You get that's why you get eight of them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's cool. Okay, one last question and we're moving on. But okay. this is kind of a I don't know what what can we say to this one, Nathan? What advice would you give a sixteen year old? This is from that's it? Tabby. <laughs> is that the whole question? Yeah. It's pretty open. What advice would you give a sixteen year old? Um Wow. That's that's way too open ended, but I will say if you could give if three give, pieces of advice, if I could if I could give myself any advice at sixteen years old, it would be you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, um, I think around that age is when you are so anxiety ridden as sure. to whether or not you are going in the right direction in life, especially in Singapore, because a lot of those pressures are put to you when you are sixteen. Then you're facing that fork in the that fork in the road between poly or JC or none of that at all. Fuck it, and I'm gonna get employed <laughs> and do my own thing. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's a tough time. It's not an easy time. Uh, I think if I could give myself any advice is that you're not doing anything wrong. I think I doubted myself so much. It was like crippling almost. And a lot of it carried on into my adulthood. And um, if you can just kind of boldly make every good and bad decision right now because you're young and you can afford it. And it's going to give you life experience, mm. a life of safety and a life of um, uh, 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 easy choices will not do that. For sure. So, yeah, you're not doing anything wrong. Keep going your own way. can go your own way. I, I would say um, general advice. Uh, read more, exercise more, and don't worry so much. Yeah. Where do you think social media is going to be like in a couple of years? Oh. Do you think it's going to be like the same? I'm less, pretty, I'm pretty sure that, that social media is not far from reaching a point where you and I can't completely comprehend it. Yeah. I really think it's it's we're, we're almost at that window because, you know, we experienced the birth of Instagram, Snapchat, Vine. Come on, man. I witnessed the birth of the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, witnessed the birth, like, we witnessed the birth of all these things. And like half of them are kind of on the way out already. Yeah. So it's soon going to be a whole new landscape with like uh, TikTok and you don't even know what that is. Nope. <laughs> uh, that's the sound of clock makes. It's the new thing, man. TikTok. TikTok, TikTok is the do? new thing. Um, it's basically Instagram and Musical.ly put together. What's Musical.ly? <laughs> <laughs> You know those videos where people lip sync the songs quickly. Yes. Yeah, uh, that and uh, it's 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 uh, it's uh, it's gonna be a whole new world. And I really think we're maybe about like five to six years away from us being completely just it's clueless. I'm okay with this. Like I remember a time where I could pick pick this shit up so quickly. I remember like oh, when Snapchat came out, Second Nature. I know what yeah, Snapchat yeah, yeah, yeah. is. I know how to do it. Now I open the fucking app and I don't know where I am and uh, what, I, what to do. You're getting old. Yeah, like I, me. I, I I need to like go to the support page. Oh like, dear. How do I recover my photos? In you should the to thing go, and... Need to go to a younger nephew or something. And be like, hello, oh help me. God, it's it's it's. I think it's gonna reach that point sooner than um, both of us would like to think. So. Hooray for that. Good luck with that. But um, more than anything, I'm very curious what social media is going to look like to the young people um, of like 15 years from now. Yeah. Where it's completely ingrained. And I even think like 
um, how crazy would it be if like the uh, 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 it was deeply tied into our education system uh, that makes sense like oh I can share my grades uh. or I can share my uh, 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 reports um, projects yeah. or reports and things like that the, the reason why I bring it up though is I feel like another thing is like don't compare yourself too much with people you see on social media because that's I think to that's compare, a slippery slope to compare to compare your happiness of anybody is a very slippery slope true true said true said it's more so like uh, actually okay that's a tough thing to say because I know a lot of self-improvement comes from like a healthy jealousy you think so? A lot of self, a lot of my personal self improvement came from a healthy jealousy of seeing someone that can either do something that I can't or is better than me at something, and I go like, I want to attain that level. Yeah, but I, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like it's a really fine line and a really fine definition of what you like. I feel like what you do is you see what's possible. I think the difference is also and you want to better yourself. But the difference is what you do with that energy. Do you blame? True. Do you blame on your lack or do you look to improve on your lack? Mm. You know? True. It's whether you externalize or internalize. Do I see that, oh, I can't do this. Uh, it's because I was raised like this and like I wasn't given the right tools as a child to be able to make this happen for uh-huh, myself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or I'm going to go make this happen for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can either get angry about it or do something about it and... Uh, uh, my 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 more triumphant times are when I choose to do something about it. Hmm. Yeah, cool. But of course, every once in a while, we choose just to be, get pissy about it, and that sucks. Yeah, that's some yeah. advice for you. Yeah, cool, man. Uh, that's all the questions I have this week. Thank you guys for sending your questions. If if any time you want really bad advice, please just send it in. You can direct direct message on Instagram. You can message us on uh, our website. You can email us. We'd love to hear from you guys. But Nathan. Uh, it's been a while since we talked about you. Shall we do that? Let's, Nowsers? Let's, let's get topical. Let's get topical up in this bitch. One, two, three, four. World news, interviews, wall on terror, puppy shoes, television, movie, sports, racist fans, tiny horse. So many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? Topical. Topical. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm Why sorry. Why is topical the word? Because, like, the root is topic. So a topic can be anything. Why is well, topical related to the news of the day? What's I, that? I, that it, it might not be because topical, it also applies to ointments and creams. Yeah. So I don't know what the definition of But I feel like that's, is. like, Greek versus Latin or something. I don't know. We're talking about a lot of etymology today. I just don't know what the definition of topical is. is yeah, topical it, does mean, like... In this situation, it's like the the issues of the day, the thing that is, yeah, what is what is of the topic. Yes. Speaking of, do we want to watch how Venom it, or do we want to watch A Star Is Born? Then how does it tie yeah. to to like hemorrhoid cream? Yeah, that's like topic as in like the surface top. I don't know. That's something we'll look into okay. and we'll get back to you guys. We'll report back when Nathan misses his flight to yes. Bali. Uh, Nathan, it's been a while since we had the news. We have some interesting things to talk about, some stupid things to talk about. But the one thing, the main thing I want to talk about is, did you catch this Banksy stunt? No, I have not seen a Banksy stunt in a while. I'm excited. No, you haven't heard about this at all. No. This is crazy, dude. So basically, uh, a little earlier last week, Banksy sold um, at Sotheby's, the big auction house in London, right? Yes, yes. So it was, it's actually a very famous one. It's, it's, it's a version of the girl with the balloon and the balloon's a heart. I'm sure oh, you know it, yeah, right? Yeah, the black yeah. and white one. Yeah. Uh, with the red heart, obviously. Yeah. And then as soon as, you know, it's like, who do we know? I'm going to sold for 860,000 pounds. The hammer came down. As soon as the hammer came down, apparently an alarm started ringing in the painting itself. 
and it started falling down out of a thing and shredding. <laughs> you see the photos here, dude? You see it starting to shred here? Oh, what happened? Did everyone freak out? Yeah. Oh my Let's god, see. that is amazing. See, here we go. Like, this is according to the art newspaper. Um, Girl with a Balloon was the final lot of the night, and just as the canvas hammered at 860,000 pounds, or 1.04 million pounds with fees, that's like 2 million US dollars, yeah. just above the auction reserve in pounds achieved in 2008, an alarm was triggered inside the work of art. Onlookers turned just in time to see the canvas slip through its faux gilt frame and was shredded into pieces. That's amazing. It appears we got Banksy, said the auction house's head of contemporary art. I'm pretty sure Banksy was there. Yeah, that's what they're saying too. They're saying he was possibly there. Yeah, he was probably there holding a remote, and then the moment the thing came down, it's like, because like, what is the likelihood that he found a audio sensor that could capture the exact frequency yeah, of a gavel? Yeah, I'm sure hit? it's like it's like Thomas Crown Affair. Like he was probably just watching and tripped on his phone. Because yeah, apparently, right uh, a man dressed in black and sporting sunglasses and a hat was seen scuffling with security guards near the entrance of Sotheby's shortly <laughs> after the incident. Speculation mounted the exclusive artist had himself pressed the button that destroyed the work, but we don't know. Why would you ever wear a black hat and sunglasses? That's like... At night in London. Yeah, I don't know. That's like Unabomber no-no, number but one. Can you imagine? Like, what would you do if you had bought that painting? I'd be like, yeah, just... That's part of history. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it's like, you know, like, if it's a shredder, like, it shreds and it could possibly hang from the bottom. Yeah. That's how I would just put it on my wall. I remember the last... It, this probably wasn't the last Tunti pool, but the one that I, I remember uh, digging quite a bit was um, he made like 20 original pieces and sold them on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. That's, on the streets that's crazy. Of, he, he just sold them on the streets of New York, I think. Um, he got some guy like who usually sells like all these um, uh, uh, prints on, on the street and just put it up there. It says $20 or like $50 for one print or something like that. And it's just a roadside stall. I think in total... Uh, a couple bought two and this woman bought one or something like that throughout the entire day and they're worth millions they had no idea that they were holding on to like Banksy's worth like tens of thousands wow yeah they just bought them off the street for 50 bucks because they were like oh yeah I need to decorate my my house and like this is a it looks like a nice enough counterfeit of Banksy <laughs> so yeah like, I love how he always makes you question the value of art I mean that's the whole point right he makes I, you question I, full stop if like you have if you guys haven't seen it I I, I highly, highly recommend watching Exit Through the Gift Shop. Oh, that's a good movie. That is, it's, is it a movie? Or is it a or is it? What is it? I don't know, is it man. a biopic? No one knows. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen that yet, I highly recommend it. It makes you question everything. It makes you think about what is art. It makes you think about, like, does any of it mean anything? Is it, it it's probably all just bullshit. I mean, like, what is money but, like, a, like, pre-agreed notion of value yeah and that's i and mean but i think that's pretty good <laughs> i feel like that's really important for society but like, like what is money but a thing that can get you things I mean, well yeah no but like like this art like what makes painting a worth more than painting b objectively you know other than like the perception around it and as you exit through the gift shop is completely about that perception and the concept of like what if that perception were to be fabricated it's yeah. amazing and it's like so like the main conceit of it it's been a while since I've seen it but it's like yeah they take this random guy and they try to make him to a a Banksy-esque figure right pretty much pretty much pretty interesting watch it guys uh, uh, tr the uh, trailer is in the show notes yeah okay cool alright moving on Nathan did you know that Kanye <laughs> yep Kanye West yep I feel like we could do a, a weekly This Week in Kanye. This Week in Kanye. It's this like, Week it's, in Trump. He's, this Week I, in Kanye and Trump. I really, I mean, we should have saw this coming. 
with the frequency that these guys both appear in the news, you would think that at some point they would be competing for ratings. And the world would just explode. Yeah. So Kanye, uh, President Trump took a meeting with Kanye West, and the main thing, the main takeaway is that Kanye wants Donald Trump to fly around in an iPlane. And look dope. Yeah. Because he needs to look fly. <laughs> he needs to look fly while he flies. Yes. But, like, it's really weird. It's like Kanye yeah. just found something on the internet and just showed it to the <laughs> most powerful man in the world. And um, I was like, do this. The weirdest part to me is um, who decided that cameras should be allowed into this meeting? <laughs> like, who decided that this was, this should be a recorded event? Well, I mean, the room was full of reporters. It's who decided like, this? Like, we, he, he goes to hundreds of meetings a day that we don't hear or know about. No, Trump only has closed-door meetings with... Uh, the Russians yeah I suppose that's right I said it right I just the good podcast I said it <laughs> but yeah okay so I don't know why no one does but yeah Kanye West went on the internet and found the photo that was from an industrial designer named something his name's hard to pronounce Shabtai Hishberg yeah who like basically as his uh, concept piece for his master's thesis imagine a plane that could like had like completely different style of seating and flew on like I don't know it's like a new version of airplane I don't really, I don't really get it something about hydrogen something about stadium seating anyway it looks dope and then Kanye was just like hey here's this thing on the internet do this hire Apple like he, he thought he assumed it was done by Apple and he thinks the president I, I don't understand Kanye or Trump or the world we live in Nathan I just don't I I remember uh, what was it I think I was on Jimmy Kimmel he, he summed it up perfectly um, it was like Donald Trump Facing his Twitter feed in real life, <laughs> confronting his own Twitter feed in real life. Can you explain to me how Kanye West became a Trump supporter? I don't understand that. How um, he's like a Make America Great guy now. Okay, so the little I know of it is that he is seeing um, this whole black and white thing about like, oh, it's either Democrat or Republican. Right. He's seeing this whole battle. And he's using this unfortunate analogy, but he's seeing it as a kind of slavery. Okay. He's seeing it as a kind of slavery that people are putting themselves through <clears throat> and that um, they are a slave to these like black and white ideologies that like, oh, if you are a Republican, a Democrat is uh, inherently wrong and vice versa. Um, and he's saying that he doesn't want to feel like a slave anymore. So he puts on his MAGA cap, which he calls his Superman cape. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that made a lot of people kind of go crazy. Um, but to be honest, I really I really do understand his sentiment. I get what he's going for. I get what he's trying to say. I just don't know if he's saying it in the best way. I mean, he's definitely saying it in the loudest way possible. Did you happen to catch his speech on SNL? No, I heard it was crazy. I saw Pete Davidson the week later. Yeah, kind of talk about it, but what was the gist of that? Can you fill us in on that one, Nathan? Um, basically, what I just said. Okay. Yeah, where everything I just said, he had said um, on SNL. Um, it was after his uh, second musical performance, I think. And you know when everyone is on the stage and doing the goodbyes, and yeah. they're playing the music. Where the host yeah. just goes, "Thank you so much." This exactly. Is the best week of my life. Adam Driver, right? It exactly. Was that episode. Uh, Kanye then takes the stage, um, and he's supposed to perform a song to close off everything, but instead. <laughs> He gets everyone to go back on stage and he starts making this like crazy, crazy rant. Oh, man. And um, let me see if I can play it. Oh, Kanye. It's he. he. Yeah. Okay. And then they say I'm in a sucking place. You want to see the sucking place? 
okay? I'm gonna listen to y'all now. Or I'm gonna put my Superman cape on. Uh, this uh, on the hat. Tell me what to do. Is that the first time he's ever worn that hat in public? Oh, no, no, no. He's, he's, he's worn this hat in public multiple times. Yeah, right. And uh, he's even posted social media pictures and all that. I think he just... I understand his perspective. He really sees that people are slaves to the ideology of, like, if one side is right, they can... Uh, if one side is wrong, they can never be right about anything. Huh. And um, I think he's kind of trying to be a champion of, like, understanding and trying to be a bridge between the two. It's just that he's doing so in really weird ways. Clearly. Um, when, that when it's not really... in normal ways. Yeah, so it's not really attractive to either side to really listen, Fair I enough. guess. Fair but, enough. I mean... Um, what do you call it? From a business perspective, I think it's pretty genius because, like, I think a lot of um, Trump supporters, they assume that most people in the media industry are against them. Right. And they kind of flock towards anybody who might possibly on, might possibly be on their side. Right. So now he has that audience, and he already has most of the Democratic audience. So anyway. you think like Middle America Trump supporters are now going to listen to Kanye West albums? Oh yeah, I think he just yeah. widened his audience to like both red and blue Blessing states. Blessing yeah. words in Paris. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, for the last little piece of news, Nathan, I want to share some very bad news. Oh no. Uh, we talked about the decline of social media or like whatever what millennials are doing, but you know what they're doing, Nathan. Millennials are being blamed for the tragic decline of American cheese. No. That's what I'm saying, man. American cheese is the most questionable, but also like... Delicious. Delicious and staple food on this planet. You know what makes me happy? When you're watching like a video of like a gourmet burger place and they talk about what cheese to use, the answer is usually American cheese. Gross ass craft single American cheese is the best on burgers. Yeah. It's not just that though, man. What do you think they put on nachos? What do they put on 7-Eleven hot dogs? It's American cheese. How much do you think that is like a visual thing like because of just it's golden it is like like when you think of like if someone were to ask you what's the color of cheese you'd be like yellowy orange yeah which is the color of craft cheese it, it definitely beats like you know the plain whiteness of a mozzarella or like the weird graininess of a blue cheese it's like salt but gooey like yeah. what's wrong with that okay this is according to bloomberg fast food restaurants are getting rid of their classic processed cheese options in favor of artisanal cheeses to keep up with the demand of fancy cheese loving millennials for example mcdonald's man is is now replaced a delicious orange processed cheese product for one that's preservative free what come on wendy's is using asiago huh a <laughs> and in canada only uses real cheddar what and apparently most pretentious of all, Panera Bread has replaced American cheese with four fancy-ass cheese... I love this article. Has replaced American cheese with four fancy-ass cheese blend of Fontina, cheddar, Monteau, and smoked Gouda. I mean... What are you going to do, man? What, how what can, far what can is we do? too far? I, like, what are we willing to sacrifice? I'm not willing to give up my American cheese. I'm down for, like, the gourmet option at the fast food place, 100%. I'm down for, like, you know, the McDonald's selects or the... KFC Gourmet or the Burger King Premium whatever nonsense but when you start getting rid of like the basic shit like just a plain American with like the shitty pickles and the ketchup just what's wrong with preservatives what will we become we're not preserving our values that's what we're not doing by replacing it with Gouda and Gruyere (sighs) I really want a burger right now yeah let's go get one I was craving one earlier, and I'm getting chicken rice because it was close and near and cheap. But uh, okay, but anyway, <laughs> yep, that's some tough news there, Nathan. And that's where I want to leave today. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a bit of a cheesy note, the decline of the cheese. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, well, Nathan, this was a pleasure. Thank you for coming over. 
Yeah. I nice, feel like nice, let's... nice little laid back episode. A little bit more like uh, the. Pretty standard. Yeah, back to the episode 57 days. We're right in there. We're right in the wheelhouse. I loved it. That was enjoyable. We'll be back soon with more episodes. We're going to bring some guests in pretty soon. Um, Yeah, our schedule's erratic, but here's an episode for you guys. Uh, Nathan, thanks, man. Thanks for the hang. It's erratic this time because you're busy. Okay. Not about police and (laughs) blame. Bye, guys. Thank you for the hang. Bye.